What do you hear? What do you say? Chicago, where the fires serve cold, but the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south, the Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house. True Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street. Any team make a move, and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E Rock and Big Z. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Episode 112 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF Podcast t-shirt. Search for a keyword, True Chicago, and use our promo code TrueFan15. For 15% off your entire order, that is TrueFan15. Go and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirts now. As always, I am Big Z, and my boy E-Rock is out in assignment. He's over there coaching his daughter. Hopefully, they get a couple wins. So, he is out today, so you just got to listen to my lovely voice today. <laughs> What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's been a while. It's been a couple weeks. Uh, welcome to the show. If you're a first-timer or a long-timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review on your listening app of choice. You can find us on Facebook at True Chicago, True Chicago Fans. You can also follow us on Twitter at True Shy Fans and on IG at True Chicago Sports Fans. Don't forget you can support the show with a monthly subscription at anchor.fm backslash true chicago sports fans and go over there and click on the support button you can subscribe for as little as 99 cents a month you spend more than that on your coffee uh do you like the show are you a fan tell your friends and they'll tell their friends and we can all be friends that's right if you enjoy the content that we're putting out if you if we make you laugh we make you cry or we just make you think you know what share that share that with your friends share that with your enemies share with everybody we just want you to share it all right so it's been a huge huge week a couple weeks for me uh it's been a big transition for me with the new job uh yeah man it's just running around with little kids and then with the big kids with the attitudes it's 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 an adjustment um my body my mind my soul are all sore so I, i've been uh resting and uh, relaxing a lot more uh when i come home and uh, on the weekend so it, it's been a quite uh a weird uh transition from uh managing just one grade level to managing nine grade levels you know kinder through eight so it's 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 been an adjustment and you know what um i, th- I think it's going to take about another month to, to recover from uh this adjustment after that i should be uh, running on full cylinders all four cylinders because i'm not a six under dude <laughs> dm me some uh energy tips you know because uh your boy's running low running on empty most of these days well, I've been busy the last two weeks. I've also uh, joined fellow 606 Media Podcast. No water on the weekend again over there with uh, Sean and Steven. Had a great time. That podcast is out and ready for you. They publish every Monday for you. So, again, that is the No Water on the Weekend Podcast. It is nothing but laughs and interesting trivia questions. So, check them out every Monday. I also had the chance to, uh, to be a guest on the May Peace Be With You Podcast with Justin. Um, that was actually fun. Dude. It was a little change of pace uh 
it was more of an interview so he got to we got to know each other a little bit better we, we spent about a little bit over an hour together talking about all different types of subjects from uh my childhood my background me into teaching me going into my mba and then going uh, to to finding what what makes me uh zen what, what brings me back to to inner peace so um that one's that should be out this uh next monday coming up so that is something that uh, you, you want to listen to and uh, follow Justin on the May Peace Be With You podcast that, that publishes every two weeks on a Monday. So uh, check that one out as well. Um, last but not least, you know, bowling, bowling. You know, we are the defending champions over there at the uh, Tuesday Night Magics over at the Waveland. And uh, we, we've been we've been balling. We've been balling. Uh, I think we're still, I think we're first or second place. I haven't checked the standings, but, you know, everybody's bringing their A game and trying to take us take us off the pedestal, but it, I guarantee you it is not going to happen. You can make your cheers. You can, you know, do your voodoo. You can uh, change your bowling balls. You can change your gear. You can even try to buy a shot. It's just not going to work. Ladies and gentlemen, we are coming for a repeat. So if you uh, got some time on a Tuesday and want to watch some great bowling, go over there to uh, Waveland over there on Western and Waveland and uh, come have a good time with us. This week, we'll be putting a bow on the White Sox dismal season. What went wrong? What went right? Uh, how do we look towards the future? Like, what? who's going to be playing where? Are these guys still going to run it back? Uh, is there going to be a change at the manager? Is there going to be a change at the GM, the president? Maybe the owner sells. I don't know. There's a lot of it. it's uncertainty on the south side over there at the guaranteed rate of field. And uh, you know what? We're going to break all that down. All that plus stirring the pot and what you're looking at. But first... This is The Big Three with Big Z. All right, I'm Big Z and you're not. Now for today's stories. Story number one. Ooh, this one's a little meaty here. Beyond Meat executive arrested after biting a man's nose during a road rage incident. Yes, yes, you heard that right. Correctly. Yes, you heard it right. The Beyond Meat chief accused of biting a man's nose in a road rage confrontation. Uh, Douglas Ramsey allegedly punched a motorist and bit his nose so hard that it tore the flesh. This is according to the police report. I'd like to take his, his face off. Oh. Douglas Ramsey, 53, who was a chief operating officer of Beyond Meat, allegedly punched a motorist and bit the man's nose almost off. The police report the, and allege that Ramsey accused the victim of bumping one of the front tires of his SUV as they both neg- negotiated their way out of a long line leaving a parking garage after the University of Arkansas's football team played a home game in Fayette this uh, Saturday, a long time ago, a couple of weeks ago. This is nuts, man. I mean, you're talking about Beyond Meat and then go bite someone's nose off. I mean, this is ridiculous. I'm not going to eat none of that stuff anymore. I don't know what's in that stuff. (laughs) Story number two. Oh, our friend, our friend, our old time friend, Snoop D-O-double-G. That's right. He launches a new animated children's series called Doggy Land. Uh, and no, it is not what you're thinking, you dirty-minded people. Um, so it is Snoop Dogg has stepped into the world of children's learning. The Grammy-nominated rapper has launched Doggy Land, Kid Songs, and Nursery Rhymes. A new animated series, the show will cater to toddlers to eight-year-olds and test their social, emotional, and cognitive skills throughout musical expression. 
I mean, this 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 works. This works. He's he's very creative. Um, he's good at writing. Let's see if it'll play. Wow! 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 Good morning, pups. It's time to roll. Let's find a seat. High five. Come on. We got barks a lot. Yap, yap, and wags all aboard the bus. Let's head to class. Doggy Land to me would be a 3D animated cartoon series designed for kids. I say preschoolers, toddlers, and eventually kids of all ages because it's so influential, it's so educational, and it's so fundamentally smart the way we put it together with song, dance, and education. I mean, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, you got Doggy Land. Uh, I mean, there's there's been a, a huge gap in. Uh, entertainment and, and um, programming for you know the younger kids i mean now everything's uh streaming and youtube and stuff like that but growing up we you know all of us had you know channel 11 giving us the sesame street mr rogers um you know all different types of programming that was up there for free even on saturday mornings you had to do your cartoons and all these uh, uh programs that taught taught you about animals and the environment i mean the, most of that stuff is 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 on the wayside at this point so this is something actual positive and a positive story for snoop dog um so we want to know are you going to be watching this are you going to let your kids watch this are you going to watch it for yourself and see if these uh remixes of kids songs are, are legit i mean i mean that's a pretty cool cool song already there so let me know if you are going to enjoy this doggy land story number three all right so i had to go i had to go here i had to go here have you ever wanted to add one of your, your iconic movies teams to a game like you know remember the titans or uh a league of their own or the bad news bears did you ever want to add those teams to your favorite game well now you can play as richmond now the team will be immortalized into video game characters modeled on the actors playing coach ted lasso who's jason sudeikis the grumpy footballer turned into coach roy kent sam obinas obisana and star shooter jamie tart among others so afc richmond will be a playable team on ea sports annual release of fifa with the team's kit uh nelson road stadium and the club badge as unlikable items in the ultimate team and uh, pro club modes i mean this is exciting I'm, I'm a big fan of the series it is funny it is entertaining um it, it's, it's been two great seasons and there's another season coming out i think in december so i mean i'm looking at the image here and you know ea does it right the images are pretty spot on um you know the the little dog as the uh, uh as a badge is pretty awesome so 1897 is when richmond was founded a you know quote unquote so this is pretty cool um to be able to do that now and um this this is a huge crossover really for the entertainment series uh to cross over into the gaming series so um i look forward to picking this game up and uh playing as this team because you know i'm gonna play as rojas you know football is live <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen i'm big z and that's news to me we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors hey 
two Chicago sports fans show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Hey, this is comedian Ken Gar, and I was just a guest on the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with you Big rock. Earl and G-Money and a bunch of weirdos. So tune in! Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. This week, we lay to rest the 2022 White Sox season. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three strikes, you're out. White Sox, White Sox, go, go, White Sox, let's go, go, What go, went go. wrong, ladies and gentlemen, with these White Sox? We've been cheering them all year. I think I watched a little bit over 120 games of White Sox baseball. It was up, it was down, it was sad, it was exciting. And they ended up pretty much playing 500 ball, which is what we did not expect them to do. So what went wrong? The White Sox looked like the most surefire division lock this spring, and it just all fell apart. It was quite literally a tale of one step forward and two steps back, right? We 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 went to the playoffs with Ricky Renteria. Uh, they let him go. They said, hey, we need a more experienced manager, someone who can put us over the hump now that the kids are ready to win. You have uh, Rick Hahn going and doing his due diligence and saying, hey, we're going to do everything possible to get the right manager in here. And then he gets called into the principal's office and said, and they told him, uh, you're going to have a manager. His name is T.L.R. Hall of Famer Tony La Russa. Stop! He's already dead. I mean, right there, you, you, you handcuffed his rebuild. His rebuild was going in a certain direction. Uh, for, do we will we ever know if his rebuild would have been successful? I mean, I think the window's still open. So, after two straight playoff appearances, they could not stay above 500 most of the year. They were literally in the middle of the road the entire the entire season. You had you had a division that was up for grads up for grabs, and uh, Minnesota took an early lead. And then they regressed because they had a lot of injuries, just like the White Sox. And then you have Cleveland, the Cleveland Guardians, who traded away Lindor and a bunch of other players and had a bunch of kids playing their butt off under the right manager. You can see how managers do make a difference in baseball. All right, on the pitching side, before we start tossing tomatoes at at the team, let's take a second to appreciate the magnificent seasons from Dylan Cease and Johnny Cueto, along with Michael Kopech. Kopech finally finally capitalized on his immense potential and became a reliable rotation piece. Even though he should be striking out way more people with his arsenal, like he has a lot of talent, but I figure he's on a Dylan Cease trajectory where he is, you know, figuring stuff out as he goes. 
Uh, he's learning from the veterans, but he's also learning how to pitch um, because he hasn't pitched this long in a season. He's always he's been hurt a couple years, and uh, you know, going from the from the uh, college and then from the minors, you know, he wasn't up to pitching so many innings. So I, I see him taking a big step next year if he can stay healthy. Then you got Cueto, who emerged from the depths of hell. <laughs> to post a 339 ERA in 151 innings. I mean, he really was was a godsend. They picked him off the street. They said, hey, can you pitch? He's like, yes, I can. And he came in and did his job. Unfortunately, the, the White Sox could not have put runs on the board for him. And that's, you know, same thing they did for, for Lopez and a bunch of other uh, uh, pitchers who, who ate up innings and gave up one, two, maybe even three runs. And you're still in the game. Baseball games are high-scoring games at this point, unless you're a dominant pitcher. So this wasn't was it was a no-brainer. They picked him up uh, for practically nothing. He was in the minors for a couple weeks, and they brought him up and said, "Hey, all right, here you go." And you know, it, it is because Cope, uh, Cope, no, uh, Crochet went down with the with the uh, Tommy John. So Quaida was a godsend. So I, I can't believe that he his talent was wasted this season. Um, and then you look at Cease. Dylan Cease took that big, humongous uh, step forward. He ascended to the top tier of the big league starters and should finish top five in the AO uh, Cy Young uh, race. I don't, I, it's hard to give it to somebody in a losing team. Um, I mean, he did have a couple clunkers in there, but I, I still think he, he'll be top five. He'll be top five, and that, that's notable. That's notable. He's a young kid. He has plenty of time to get his uh, Cy Young award. Then you also have Lance Lynn. He started late because he had that knee surgery, um, and it took him a while to get into the motion. The big bastard took a while. You know, he's like an old Buick. He takes a while to warm up. So, again, what do we do with Lance Lynn going forward? He's getting older. Is he going to be reliable? Is he going to be injury-prone going forward? We don't know that yet, um, and we'll discuss that a little bit later. Then you got Giolito. Giolito bulked up for some reason. I don't know if he thought he was gonna, you know, bench press, you know, Mike Tyson and, and hang out with uh, the 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 bodybuilders over in uh, Laguna Beach. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what what he was thinking. Um, maybe he was thinking that if I bulk up, I won't be as injury prone. I'll have all this extra muscle and I'll be able to protect myself. But you know what? He, he pitched like garbage this year. He took a, year, a, a step back. Um, so look for Giolito to slim back down this upcoming season. Um, and I, I think he'll bounce back. I think he's one of those smart pitchers that uh, learned how to pitch, um, not using his fastball this year, because he couldn't locate a lot of a lot of his pitches this year. So look at Giolito at, at slim down and go back to being the old Giolito. So you'll have Giolito coming back. You'll have uh, you'll have Cease coming back as your ace. Uh, you'll have uh, Crochet coming back. You have a lot of a lot of uh, uh, talent in in the starting rotation. The question will be, uh, what are you going to do with Lance Lynn? Uh, who's going to be your fifth starter? Um, that that's all up in the grabs right now. But right now, three starters don't make a rotation, as you've seen the last time, the last two years we went to the playoffs. Those three starters were not enough, not enough, especially if they get knocked around. Um, our bullpen hasn't been one of our strongest suits here, so um, it, it, it's those, those are going to be the decisions we we've got we got to look at. All right, on the hitting side, Abreu, Jose Abreu, El Pito. Uh, continue to his perennial production, hitting over 300, but power uh, has been 
down. It's been down. I think he has like 12 home runs. If I can believe that correctly, um, he's hitting over 300. But those three, that's hitting over 300. But he's not hitting very well with men in scoring position. He's also, I believe, 35. He's he's, he's done with his contract. Um, you also had Yoan Mankata, who cared about more more about looking good with all them chains and you know the bright shoes. He cared about that more than 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 hitting. He wasn't running hard at first. And I know that was a manager decision. Like they told the entire team, don't run hard because we don't want you getting hurt. <sighs> that, that just, it was disgusting. Then you have Grandal, who, got, who makes more money than all these guys combined uh, on, on the batting side. Uh, he just went belly up. He literally just went belly up. I, I, he's got knee issues. He's got back issues. He's got mental issues because he can't hit the ball. He he really doesn't sh- didn't show up this year. Um I don't know if this, it was the injury that lingered the entire year, but his, his timing was way off. Um, he's not the catcher that should be earning that much money. Um, if, if it's up to me, you know, you, you, you let him go, you cut him his check and say, well, you know, see you down the road. You know, good luck on your uh, future endeavors. All right, on the health front, you got A.J. Pollock, of all people, managed to play 134 games. You got Tim Anderson, whose season was cut down by injuries with the surgery and all that. Uh, yeah, Ilo Jimenez and Lou, uh, Lou Bob, Lou Robert um, seem limited most of the season with soreness uh, and other issues. Uh, Mendick tore his ACL early in the season on a errant foul ball that should have been called off, and it wasn't called off, and they bumped into each other and blew out his ACL. Crochet, like I said, had Tommy John surgery. Um, so, again, if you don't have your lineup that you projected to be going towards you know a pennant at this point um they didn't play more than no more than 40 games together so that takes a toll on your offense takes a toll on your defense it takes a toll on your pitching because these guys have to make extra pitches because there's a bunch of errors on on the defensive side and it messes with the chemistry of the team completely messes with the, the chemistry of the team if you don't got somebody that you know that has your back um it's a huge difference as you saw all year with the white Sox, the defensive in, inept where guys are laying the ball drop between th- three guys where you guys have bumping into each other where the pitcher is calling off the catcher and the ball falls in front of the catcher when it should have been the catcher's call plenty of those plays i know we all remember those white Sox plays and they're frustrated and this is why we we got to break this down all right let's get to the manager here's the here's the biggest thing that we have to worry about it was one of baseball's greatest feel-good stories right when a hall of fame manager comes out of retirement to lead his old team to the world series title Unfortunately, it did not work out that way, right? Tony Russo was hoping to lead Chicago, the Chicago White Sox to a World Series. Instead, he is expected to announce his retirement uh, on Monday at a news conference in Chicago. Russo, who is currently 78, gave it everything, but his heart started to give out. He's got some heart issues. And it was apparent there wasn't much fire in his belly for the game, and it spread throughout the clubhouse. I mean, he was slipping on the job. He was like, you know, we can have Bernie's. They got to you know, prop him up and so forth. But it is so frustrating because you had you 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 got rid of a manager who was teaching these kids how to play the, the game correctly. Was he the best manager? No, no, no way. Ricky Renzi was not the best manager, was not the best available. There's a There was a bunch of other managers that were better than Ricky, and he had to go. He did his job, right? But he held some of these players, well, most of these players, accountable. And that wasn't happening anymore. Pretty much everybody was in clicks. Everybody was just, you know, doing whatever they wanted to do. You didn't have any cohesiveness. You had a bunch of guys with a bunch of talent who could not play together. And, and, and again, it goes back to the manager. 
that's what the baseball manager is there for. They put up the lineup and they make sure they have a good culture. Like you're there to make executive decisions. You have so awesome have coaches and stuff like that to help you out. But you have all this talent and it got wasted. It got to- completely wasted. So Tony Russo's odd managing decisions didn't help the matters. He, he never bunted. He never, you know, hit and run. Um, the defensive shifts playing uh, Larry Garcia like 150 games for some reason. It, it, it was just mind-boggling on why they were doing a lot of these things. Then you got Joe McEwing, you know, with the windmill, sending everybody to, to run home when they're going to get tagged out. Um, so he's got to go. I know he's got the health uh, issues. And I wish Tony Lewis well, but I think he he kind of tainted his Hall of Fame resume by coming back with no fire in his belly, no real passion to coach. I think he just did it as a favor to to Jerry Reinsdorf because Jerry Reinsdorf wanted to right a wrong from 40 years ago. So what are we going to do? Who are we going to hire? We'll get into that in a little bit. So we'll be right back after some words from our sponsors. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. This is Enrique Calderon coming to you from True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast. Come check me out on social media, Enrique Calderon Official on Instagram and Facebook. Check it us out. Y te lo dice Enrique Calderon. Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. This week's topic is the disappointment of the Chicago White Sox. White Sox. Yeah, White that's Sox. it. That's it. Yeah. The White Sox. But now let's look forward to 2023 uh, because, you know, this season is completely over. So what is the prognosis for the 2023 White Sox? So the core needs to remain strong. You know, your pitching core, which is Cease and Giolito. And then you also have your Lubob and Eloy and Moncada and TA. That's your core, right? That's the core that we have right here. As long as they make the right hire. Someone who has a steadier hand at steering the ship. Yes, yes, that was that was a uh, DUI joke there. Uh, but there's some persistent questions that won't go away. Is he menace? The answer is he ever going to stay healthy? Can Moncada rebuild, rebound from a, a, a horrible offensive year? Um, will, will they spend what is required um, to balance out the top heavy defense challenge roster? I mean, the defense was atrocious, and it was it, they lost a lot of games by playing very, very bad defense, and they they lost a lot of games because they're set up to either home run or bust. When they hit home runs, they win, and when they don't, they don't because they cannot move runners over at all. So who who is the next manager? What what is what is Rick Hahn thinking? I mean, th- th- this is this is something we we we've, we've got to uh, look at. Ozzie Guillen was recently on Molly and Hall, and uh, talked about it. 
that went through as a player, that through as a manager, that through as a coach. Uh, when you, uh, you know, obviously before when I was doing it, we not pick up, they don't pick up the win. But uh, it's so disappointing for every different way, everywhere you look at it, it's so disappointing by everything. Ozzy, so we expect changes. We don't know how severe they will be, but we expect changes after a season like this. We expect there maybe to be a different manager next year. The speculation will include your name. How will you handle it when your name comes up in speculation about the next manager of the White Sox? How should we handle it when it comes up? Oh uh, well, you know, it's funny. First of all, I got to go to my family as of how they got to deal with this because managing any ball club is not easy on the field and off the field. You know what I mean? I say we got to talk to my family. If they, they, if they disagree, then we see something else. Is that agree? I, I think this ball club reminds me a little bit of a 2004. I don't know why. It's, they have unbelievable talent, but they don't know how to win. And I think, you know what? I always make a, a big deal. Say, okay, if you hard on the players, you're too hard on players. If you're too soft on the players, the players take advantage of you. It's just, it just, uh, it just something right now, nowadays, it's just very hard to manage it. But in the meanwhile, uh, can you handle it? Can I handle it? Of, of course, yes. Of course I can handle it. You know what I mean? I, I, because I know, first of all, when you get that job, you don't get that job to make friends. That's one thing. When you win, everybody's your friend. When you lose, they hate each other. And how they hate, they hate, everybody hates each other. And, and that's, uh, that's a fact. But, uh, you know what I mean? When you manage type of players like Calabria, AJ and Brzezinski, uh, Luca Hernandez, Freddy Garcia, you know, those guys are tough, real tough, not talk tough. Real tough. They can go to your office and just screaming to you and, and be man to man to you. And I, I don't see anybody with a white sauce with that type. Maybe one guy tied the temper, but uh, it, it just, you have to let them know exactly, know what you want, exactly what we should do. From the beginning, don't start, oh, let's talk to them in June, July. No, spring training, first day, first meeting, boom. That's the way we're going to do it. You like it, good. You don't like it. Call them from office, call you, uh, call, call you agent because that's the way we're going to play here. And I don't see that in the last three or four years with the White Sox. Believe me, I'm not in the club. Speaking facts, facts from the horse's mouth, you got Ozzy Guillen criticizing the White Sox that you have a bunch of guys that don't want to play here. And if he was managing, he would say, go to the front office, talk to your uh, agent and get yourself traded. Because we're not going to play that type of baseball, um, so it, it, it's crazy. Because his name is going to come up. Let's let's just be honest. It came up um, during the first manager soar, uh, search, and you know, uh, you got Rick Hong put a kibosh and I said, you know, we've talked to to Ozzy. We don't think he's the right fit right now. I I don't know why. I thought he would have been a great fit for it. You also had AJ Hinch as the number one imaginary candidate. I thought they were going to go with him, and then the owner stepped in and got whoever they wanted. Right, TLR. Um, you also have names like Bruce Bocci, Joe Girardi, Michael Cairo, Joe Espada. You have a, a, a plethora of names out there. W what will Rick Hahn do? You're going to replace a Hall of Fame manager who did not work out. You had Ricky Renteria, who was there teaching the kids um, and, and took them to the playoffs. So do you go young? And unexperienced, or do you go with somebody like Bruce Bochy, Bruce Bochy, uh, Joe Girardi, uh, even Joe Esparza, who's been on the uh, on the Astros? There, you have lots of options. You have lots of options. So for myself, you've got to go with the winner. I perfectly, 
personally would like to say, see have all these guys on the managing uh, and coaching staff right there. You have one, two, three, four, five. The, all those five guys. There's tons of World uh, Series championship pedigree there and a lot of experience and a lot of uh, uh, actual playing experience as well. I also want to play a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, our friend uh, David Kaplan with Scott Pasenik. If Dan O'Dowd was on MLB Network, he said, stop telling me how talented the White Sox are. They have good baseball players. They're poorly constructed as a roster. Do you agree? I somewhat agree with that, and I'll be honest. At the beginning of the season, I think I was blinded a little bit by the skill level and the talent of this club. Luis Roberts center field, Eloy Jimenez, the athleticism of Tim Anderson at short. Uh, but winning a title, winning a division, takes a lot more than that and uh, I think you've got to start by looking at the culture of this ball club the mindset the attitude within that clubhouse Cleveland came into town in the biggest series of the season and they had a really a legitimate shot if they sweep Cleveland it's in the game on right and it was clear which team wanted it more right it was obvious um, who showed up to play who came with some spirit and uh, and played hard. Uh, I think you got to start there, Caps. There, there are a certain uh, group of intangibles it takes, you know, efforts, uh, perseverance, drive, uh, and just the flat-out want to want to go out, grind, and win a title. Um, and it just appeared that the Sox lacked a little bit of what Cleveland came into town with. Okay, so winter of 04 going into 05. I remember it because I love hot stove season. I love the baseball season, but hot stove season is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And I remember getting a call. Hey, the Sox just traded Carlos Lee. What? El Caballo? Yeah, for Scott Podsednik from the Milwaukee <laughs> Brewers. And you're like, you just traded a big bat. All right, so that was David Kaplan on NBC Sports Chicago uh, with Scott Podsednik. And they're talking about the 04 White Sox. Again, you're hearing... Also, you the same manager and one of the players from the 04 and 05 White Sox. But you're hearing what it takes to win, obviously, right? You're hearing the, the pedigree of former champions. You're saying, all right, well, we, there's got to be some change. Obviously, all of us have been blinded because we've been told for years, you know, trust the process. We're rebuilding. You know, we're trading Chris Sale. We're, we're trading all these players for assets, and these assets are going to grow together. And they were doing great in Double A and Triple A. And you're watching how their uh, their their progression is going in an upward trajectory. Now, we're, we're there. It is time to put up or shut up. So th the question is, which are the White Sox going to trade somebody? That's going to shock the world like when they traded El Caballo for Scotty Pods. I didn't know who Scotty Pods was. They became one of the most instrumental players for the, for the World Series run. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's crazy how it is coming full circle at this point. It's monumental right now because Rick Hahn is going to be on the hot seat um, a little earlier than usual because he got put in a situation where he had to endure tlr for two years even though that wasn't the coach he wanted so now it's the hot seat because your window is closing so can rick hahn turn it around oh we have a lot of problems so ozzy that would require a very aggressive approach to this offseason a very aggressive approach to turning over this roster do you have confidence in rick hahn in his ability to turn over a roster and a team that he helped put together or do you expect big changes in the front office 
Uh, I wish I can say use a change of front office. I don't know. I know that I had the power or had the, the mentality to see change of front office. I know for a fact, I know I said that two months ago, Tony not coming back. Why? Because Tony had to worry about his health. Tony had to worry about his family. And I, I know that Tony Russa is going to prove anything to anybody. Tony Russa is not going to say, look at who I am. I think Tony Russa hurting his career more. It's a Hall of Fame now dealing with this crazy thing every day, day in and day out. But in 2004, when I talked to Kenny about it, Kenny asked me about it, what you think we should need. And I told Kenny, straight up, I said, Kenny, that's the reason you guys finished second behind Minnesota. Minnesota, they have less talent, but they have better team. And thank God, Kenny went through his way. Tremendous job. People can say whatever they say about Kenny Williams. They can say whatever I say, including myself. But Kenny's love to win. And Kenny went out and bring what we really need. And look at what happened. And I, I, I expect that happened this year. I cannot say anything about it because I'm not there and I don't know how things work right now. But it had to be some change. Not because they have bad players. It's just because they have to make some change. How many years we've seen the same stuff in and out and we don't go anywhere. And I think they should be, you know, make them a little bit, couple players, change a couple players and, and hopefully things work out for them because they have a lot of problems there, especially with DH Pat, a real signing and, and, and you know, it's just uh, it's not easy to deal with that. I guarantee you, it's not easy to deal with that. But they really, really have to make some change. All right, that's Ozzy Gian on the Moline Hall show again on six seventy to score. So he alluded to a lot of things there. I mean, first off, he does. He says he doesn't know what's going on in the front office. That's a red flag right now because, as an organization, we should know who's running the show. Obviously, the owner is doing his thing, but he has always delegated down. And he's been loyal to a fault. We've gone over that. Check the archives. We've we've ripped it. You know what? You have an organization right now that is not producing. This is a the third largest market in the U.S. And you guys should be competing with New York and L.A. year after year. Whether it's the Cubs, whether it's the White Sox, it doesn't matter. One of those teams should be competing every year, or every uh, you know, or both year. Both teams should be competing every year. It is disgusting. It is disgusting to be a White Sox fan. Speaking for myself, because I'm super heated right now because you have an organization that has so much potential. So much potential. And you don't know who's running the show. Is it the owner pulling the strings still? I mean, the man's, I don't know, 90? I don't know. Like, he doesn't know what's going on at this point. Is this is his son running the, the, the team as well? He's running the Bulls. Is it Kenny pulling the strings? Is it Rick Hahn? Who is it? We don't know, especially when you take the power away from hiring the manager from Rick Hahn. Is Rick Hahn just like, hey, well, I'm just going to cross my arms and let you fall on your face. You hired this guy. Let's see. Let's see what you can do. I mean, I, you make money. You make hand over fist. You're, you're, you're collectively bargained to share the wealth. So you're getting money, whether you're the Pirates, the White Sox, the Yankees, it doesn't matter. You're going to get some money. You got money to spend. Stop hoarding that money and put some money on the product, on the field, so that way fans can show up and we can stop hearing from the Cub fans, hey, your, your stadium's half empty. It Okay, Th- that's fine and dandy. Look at all MLB, all right? There's tons of stadiums that are half empty or worse, all right? We're not the worst in attendance. 
Should we have more fans there? 1,000%. 1,000% we should have more fans there. But the fans, the Chicago White Sox fans, don't show up for a winning, if, unless it's a winning product. All right? That's just that's just what it is. And it's so frustrating because you have Ozzy again like, hey, I don't know what's going on over there. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what's going to happen over Brayu. I, I don't know what they're doing. It, it, it's it's super sad to, to have someone who's managed the game, who's been in the game, tell you, I'm an insider and I don't know what's going on in there. So let's break down the roster. Let's start off with the catching position. This has been an issue all year and it's really carried over from last year. Grandal is the White Sox biggest signing ever. And that right there tells you that the White Sox have to stop shopping at the Salvation Army and drive over to Michigan Avenue and start spending some real money on some proven players. Get some get some players. Look at the, bas- the, the, the back of the baseball cards. Go, go to uh, reference, uh, was it baseballreference.com. L- look at what they're doing. Look at their war. I know, like, we have all these analytics and all these stats and all these different stuff that from we grew up with on batting average home runs and RBIs and strikeouts. But now we have more numbers because we we have computers that can crunch numbers in a couple seconds. Look at look at what we're doing here. Look at some proven players and put them on the team. You can put all the talent on the team, but you, if you don't have cohesiveness, it's not going to work. So if not Grandel, who? Right? Because for, for myself... I, I would hear you right now. Here's the rest of your money. Uh, best of luck in your future endeavors uh, as being a backup catcher for some other uh, MLB team. Because right now, we, we don't need you. We really don't. You, you were brought on to be a left-handed power bat, and you have not provided any power. So, see you later. So, my top option, let's go after the biggest fish, the biggest whale. Go after Wilson Contreras. You, you've got to. You've got to make a significant offer for a backstop who is going to manage your pitching staff, who has heart and fire, and it has the willingness to to be part of the organization 100%. Have a guy who who really cares about playing baseball. You've seen what he did on the north side. He loves playing on the north side. Will he stay on the north side? I don't know. I really don't know. But if he doesn't stay on the north side, I would love him on the White Sox. His war is 3.69. His batting average is 241 with 21 home runs and 50, uh, 54 RBIs in 111 games. He's playing on, 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 on a bad team. I'm not dogging the Cubs right now. He is playing on a bad team on the Cubs. The Cubs are actually more fun to watch right now. But he would solidify the catching position as runners are taking the bases on the White Sox like rats done down the blue line. Free cheese. Free cheese. So my only concern with Contreras is because he's is that he's never ever played more than 140 games. But you know, there's DH on both sides now, so that can that that'll be alleviated with allowing him to be off his feet as he's a little bit older. He's a little bit of an older statement right now. Us, he's a little bit of an older statesman right now. So yeah, you could put him at DH and still have his power bat. And spell his his knees, all right. You have Selby, uh, Selby Savala that can that can catch for him. You have the opportunity to sign him this offseason. He's a free agent. When the free agent window opens, that first second, you knock on his door, knock on his window, throw rocks at it, whatever you need to do to get this man's attention, and say, "Hey, we're gonna offer you a pretty significant contract. We want you here." It's got to be done. 
we haven't had a pretty good catcher since AJ Przinsky, who managed the, the 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 pitching staff very well. Was he the best hitter? No, but he didn't strike out much. So you put the ball in play. That's all I can ask you to do. <sighs> that is so frustrating. That that is super frustrating. Again, go after Contreras. You have Z- uh, Zavala as your as your backup. Zavala is, is a good backup. He's not a, a starter yet. I think he's still growing. And then to be under the tutelage of, of Contreras, I think Zavala will elevate, elevate uh, on the defensive side and be able to hit more with, with, with all these guys there. All right, let's move over to DH. So we got about 17 of these guys, 17 DHs. Unfortunately, that's what the White Sox are, a bunch of DHs. So let's settle this right now. Eloy Jimenez is your DH moving forward. If he doesn't like it, too bad. That is your job now. You're going to play DH five five times a week. You know, if there's if we play seven games straight, then five times a week you're playing DH. The other two times we'll put you in the outfield for about five innings. You know, and then we'll spell you out for defensive reasons. It's a, it solves a couple problems. He has got leg issues. Okay, cool. There you go. We'll make sure you stretch, you do your yoga, you do your Pilates, whatever you need to do. But we're going to set you up so you don't have these issues anymore. And you're also a bad defensive player. So it solves that problem as well. All right. The um, you, You've got a bunch of position players that are playing out of position and they're all DHs. All right. So Jimenez will be there five times a week. And then by committee, you can have the two other, um, two other games. If you sign Contreras, there, those are your two other games for Contreras. Give him some rest. All right, so I'm, I'm just sick of seeing a bunch of DHs in right field and left field, you know, playing first, playing, you know, catcher. All these guys that are DHs, you, you've got to get rid of them. You've got to make that decision now. All right, fans, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, percent off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Hey, this is Mikey O, and you're listening to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast. Don't forget to visit Mikey O at Mikey O Show or www.mikeyoshow.com. Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. This week's topic is the disappointment of the Chicago White Sox. White Sox. All right, let's move over to first base. And as much as I love Jose El Pito Obreu, uh, it may be time to move on. The power numbers are down. The bat's slowing down. Is he really 35? Is he 45? We don't know. We really don't know. He's the elder statesman on the team and the big with the biggest heart. Every time they lose, he's still sitting on the bench, staring at the scores and watching other teams celebrate because he's got the heart. I don't see him as the vocal leader, and I think we need more vocal leaders on the team rather than, hey, follow my lead, because some of these guys are not doing that. They're really not. So it is time to put Andrew Vaughn at first. He hit 274 with 17 home runs, 76 RBIs, and 132 games. And he's been playing the outfield instead of first base. He's playing out of position just because he wants to be in the lineup. Also, you need his power. 
I mean, I think this kid is, is, is on his way up to becoming one of our staple first basements. All right, let's move over to second base. Elvis Andrews is possi- uh, is a possibility if he wants to come back. You know, he, he played uh, 39 games for the White Sox, hit 270, seven home runs, 24 RBIs, and 10 stolen bases. Yes, 10 stolen bases. He led the White Sox in 39 games, what they did in 162. It is disgusting. Disgusting. You also have Danny Mendick with the with the blown out ACL this year. He was coming into his own with the bat. His defense is pretty good. Um, so he was turning it around, and then that stupid injury happened and took out his season along with the momentum of him playing. So if you if in a perfect world you you you, you bring Andrews back, uh Elvis back in there, and um you, you have Danny Mendick spell uh, everybody in the outfield kind of like uh, uh Leary does. All right. I mean, you, you, you've got two bench players that, that can help you out. Um, I still I, I, I don't mind seeing Danny Mendick come back at, at second base because he's got a good glove and his bat was coming around. But there isn't really any big names on the free agent market besides Adam Frazier. But Mendick can can produce the same or even better numbers than Adam Frazier at this point. So it's either Mendick or Elvis, but hopefully Elvis doesn't leave the building. All right, move over to third base really quick. Moncada is the defensive wizard. I mean, this man can play the heck out of third base when he's there, when he's healthy. But he hasn't been the same for a while. It, it was the COVID. It, it was the hamstring. It was the other hamstring. It was the the, the bachata song. It was the, uh, I don't know, every single thing. He got a cough. I don't know. This man is always, like, complaining about something. You got to stay on the field. He's got to stay focused. He, he was worried about the chains and the shoes and looking pretty and the nice fade and looking like Ricky Martin. I don't know what it is, man. I really don't know what it is. I don't know if he has the the, the, the intestinal fortitude to want to play every day. It looks like he doesn't want it. He's leaning on his his uh, his, his, his defensive acumen and, and ability rather than having that grind and that so I want to be there 162 games. So expect Moncada to be back at third next season, and he'll be spelled by Garcia, Mendick, and or Berger. All right, shortstop, shortstop. That's right, shortstop. Um, this is a position that gets a bit, little bit hairy, um, and there are multiple multiple players that will be available on the free agent market. And at the top of the list for my other team, Trey Turner of the Dodgers, who's seen his power increase while, uh, while being with the Dodgers. Um, he's averaging about 23, 24 home runs with them. Uh, before that, he was averaging about 12. So he's a 300 hitter. He's, uh, he has 20 home runs. Uh, he plays about every day, and he's really good at defense. Now, here's the deal, White Sox fans and, and uh, TCSF listeners, is that he's going to be re- uh, requesting $33 million a year. Again, everyone's like, oh, my God, that's a lot of money. Think about it. Numbers are skyrocketing right now when it comes to sports. $33 million, I mean, it, that's, a, that's an option an option i don't know i don't know again if we're playing fantasy baseball and i'm the gm you you've you got to make one of these options here you go option number two uh dansbury of the atlanta braves another player similar to trey turner 274 24 home runs 95 are ribbies also great defensive player and here's the thing when you when you're asking for these high level players you've got to pay them 27 mils probably what he's going to be asking per year all right i mean again you're asking for top echelon players to put on the team and good dudes. It's going to cost you a pretty penny. It is really going to cost you. Um, and a third option, 
And your third option is going to be T.A., Tim Anderson. Um, this year he was sidelined with a couple of injuries. and uh, He got surgery on his wrist. Um, some off-field drama, if you want to believe that, TMZ. I mean, that's up to you. But he really didn't look like he had his head in the game all season. And it's very similar to when his, when his best friend passed away. He was not there. You know, his body was on the field, but his mind was somewhere else. So maybe that must have been the issue this year. But ho- I look for uh, uh, T.A. to be back on the field. Um, he is our homegrown player. His numbers um, are as good as the last two players when it comes to the offensive side. But the defensive side is is a lot less. His war is a lot less than the other two. But he is a, te- a cheaper option. He is controlled over the next two years at 12 and 14 million, respectively, and both of our team options. So expect T.A. to be back at shortstop. And hopefully he's focused and ready to play. Um, and hopefully we can pick up maybe another player to be the leadoff hitter. I, I think he's more of a number two hitter. You know, I want to see I want to see aggressive Tim. I want to see bat flipping Tim. That's the Tim I want to see. So you'll see him back at shortstop. All right, let's move over to the outfield. This this should be short and sweet, right? It should be, right? At this moment, you got Lou Bob, a 5-2 player that can't stay healthy, can't stay on the field. <laughs> I mean, you've got uh, uh, Pollock, right? Uh, he, he has a player option for 23, so we don't even know if he's coming back. So he can say, hell no, I'm out of here. Um, he's playing the left, right? So you got your center fielder, your left fielder uh, with a question mark there. Um Pollock has been ter- serviceable. 245, 245 average of 14 home runs. Um, it's okay. Nothing special. Is he a great defensive player? No, not really. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm very confused on Pollock because he can go on streaks and do very well. And then most of the year he's like mm, mediocre or mediocre, the way Eddie likes to hear it. <laughs> um, and then you have, uh, you know, Sheets in right field and DHing. Um, so, I mean, you really have a bunch of guys that, that should be playing DH um, in the outfield, and it's a defensive liability. Um, you got Eloy being a permanent DH next year, so then you have to, if you have the checkbook ready, right, old people, you have your checkbook ready because the owner does have one. You've got to go after Judge, and I hope people are going to laugh at me like, yeah, yeah. quit dreaming. Quit dream. Hey, a man can dream, and you know what? If the White Sox were to be like, I'll give Judge $40 million a year for five years with an opt-out after year three and a player option in year five. I mean, that that that, that can be something that, uh, you know, he might want. He turned down 213 for seven years. Rightfully so. I think his stock just went up like triple fold. So maybe even $40 million a year might not be enough. Maybe he'll be asking for 50 and I think the White Sox are still going to be priced out of it. But, I mean, the window's closing. The window's closing for the White Sox. So why not go balls to the wall and make this splash? Make a splash. Go and get this guy. I mean, you're in revenue, you'll get it back. In jerseys and, you know, advertisements and all different types of stuff that and promotions. You can do all types of stuff with Aaron Judge. You know, the potential home run king. He's a great defensive player. He's a good guy. I mean, why not? That's the type of player that you want. Unfortunately, you're going to have to pay for him. You didn't you didn't draft him. So, again, the, the White Sox clo- uh, window is closing. And, and go make a splash. Right field has been a black hole for like over a decade. I can't remember the last good right fielder. I really couldn't. So, it's a fine C signing, but one can wish. 
The outfielders in left field are serviceable um, that are out there in the free agency with uh, Jock Peterson and uh, Andrew Benintendi, but nothing to drool over. Really nothing to drool over. I mean, there's there's really nothing in the outfield on a free agent market besides Judge that would be appetizing to spend money over. So bottom line, go get Judge, go get Contreras. That'll address two things right there. And then re- fix your bullpen and sign a five-starter, right? I don't even want to go into free agency with pitchers because pitchers and, 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 and bullpens are iffy. You, you can sign a, a great pitcher, and he's going to have an off season. Same thing with, with bullpens. One year they're good, one year they're bad. So those are the hardest things to address uh, and to predict is pitching. Uh, and it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a shot in the dark at a dartboard. It really is. Because a lot of these players are on the White Sox bullpen were really, really good for the last two years, and, t- and this year they sucked. Whether they were o- overused or used incorrectly, that's up for debate. But I'm not going to address the pitching stuff just because we've got enough issues right now with the hitting, which caused the White Sox to lose a lot of games. Uh, addressed a lot of the defensive things, which caused the White Sox to lose a lot of games. These pitchers are that we have are pitching very good and even our bad pitchers are serviceable enough to we should overcome a four-run deficit so we'll be right back with stirring the pot after a word from our sponsor i think i'll perplex him with my slow ball one two three strikes you're out white socks white socks go go white socks so repeat after me welcome back to the true chicago sports fan podcast with e-rock and big z it's that time again. You know what time it is, TCSF fans. It's time for stirring the pot. All right, it is fall season. It is officially fall. The temperature is dropping. The the, the leaves are changing colors and starting to fall. Um, the sunlight is a lot less now. It's a little cloudier most of these days. But what do you guys like to eat during the fall? For myself, for myself, growing up. There was two staples that warmed up the house and warmed up your stomach. And I'm talking about soup. That's right, soups. So there's two soups that uh, that grew up uh, uh, eating. And uh, unfortunately, if you're in a Mexican or Latino household, you know about the soups in the summer. <laughs> For some reason, we had soup in the summer. Uh, but during the winter, it's something when I do crave soup. And uh, two soups that are, that were a mainstay in, in growing up in my household were were the uh, caldo de res or beef soup, or the pozole, right? Hominy soup made with either beef or chicken, however to your preference. I mean, th- these are just they're staples, they're staples, right? So I'm asking you, which one is your favorite? Is it the caldo de res, right? With the different uh, uh, with the chayote and, and and the potatoes and the carrots, like is that is that what, that's where you go? Is that your go to soup, or is it the hominy soup? Right with the hominy, and then it could either be beef or chicken, and then you know it's either red or green or even white or white, which means they didn't add any chiles, um, you know, with some tostadas and some sour cream. You know, what is your choice? Think about it. I mean, for me, it's got to be the pozole. I love pozole 
Um, you can you can ask Otto or at Estrella Negra. I love the pozole there. I love my mom's pozole. I love uh, really good pozole. So if you know a good pozoleria, let me know. I will go eat it. Uh, so for me, it's got to be the pozole. It is a 10 out of 10 for me. I will take that over the caldo de res. Now, if I'm sick, I'm going to ask, you know, for, for a chicken noodle soup or some, you know, a fresh uh, chicken soup. Um, I'm feeling a little sick and down. But, you know, I can have pozole, you know, three times a week and I'll be good, especially during the fall. You know, warms up the house, warms up your stomach and you get to relax and, you know, you'll, you get a little bit of itis. And uh, while you're watching football, you fall asleep and then wake up in the fourth quarter. It's perfect. So hit me up on the DMs. Let me know what you think. All right, before we go, what you looking at that isn't sports? All right, so for me, it, it, it's it's you know it's fall, so all the fall season shows come back. Uh, I know E Rock makes a lot of fun of me because I still watch a lot of network TV, but the Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, I still watch Chicago Med just because it interacts with the rest of them. Those shows are back. Uh, I think they're about two weeks in. I just caught up uh, this weekend because I stayed home all weekend. Um, and then, you know, you got your, I don't know, 35th season of Grey's Anatomy. I, 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 if I start something, I'm going to finish it. That's just the way I work. Sorry. It's not really that good at this point, but I got to see if Grey ever leaves Grey's Anatomy. I just got to see it. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you have a show request or that we should be watching, um, send it on DMs to either E-Rock or myself or even the pod page. Um, I know Dahmer's out there. That's next on my list. Uh, the Vicente Fernandez uh, um novella i think it's like 28 episodes or something like that is out there there's a lot of stuff out there she hawk is out there we we talked about that but there's a lot of content out there let me know what you think what we should be watching and we'll talk about it all right y'all that is it for today thank you for listening a big thank you to our sponsor 606 media true chicago sports fans and great clothing company don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirts. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TrueFan15 at the checkout for 15% off your entire order. That is TrueFan15. Get your shirts now. The Shine Native Radio Podcast is available now on all major platforms. Mike Logic, Ideal, and Throw MC talk about sports, movies, and all types of ill shit. Mike Logic and Ideal will be back soon with another 606 production of all the All Net podcast. They will be talking all things basketball, especially the Bulls. So if you are a basketball head, you've got to tune in to the All Net podcast. And uh, as you get closer to basketball season, we'll give you the dates and uh, uh, when it drops. So Shy Native, and then you got Mike Logic and Ideal doing basketball. It is the best of both worlds. Check out the latest addition to the 606 family, the No Water on the Weekend podcast with Steven and Sean. They get into a bunch of crazy stuff. You've got to listen to the trivia. You miss a trivia question, you got to take a shot. You got to take a shot. Check them out every Monday streaming on all of your listening platforms. Please, please, please check them out. Check out the uh, No Water on the Weekend podcast. Shout out to Ronesh, Panic, and Serious Beats and Custom Made for the beats we've played on today's show. Check out PanicOnTheBeat.com for your moment, merch, and gear. Check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, IG, and Spotify. And reach out to us on our email. We want to hear from you. Reach us at TrueChicagoSportsFans at gmail.com. 
All right, for E-Rock, this is Big Z, and we'll see you next time for episode 113. That's 113. And until then, be good to each other for the love of sports. A few moments later. Wait, the Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Um, you know, this is not how we wanted it to go. You almost can't even make it up. It's that bad. Oh, my goodness! Didn't see that coming! I'm deleting What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. That's all. Oh, I shouldn't have had those artichokes. I'll eat that poppers. Thanks, Cubs.